0: welcome to another episode of the illustrious gentleman the place where comic book artists and top blokes scott Garleski and ryan cody talk about life work comics and booze don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show go on yourself big man in here with you you're locked in here with me uh so my local store uh the 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 cheap liquor store whatever they have the holiday 12 sure. you know how you get the holiday 12 yeah. packs like brewers put out like you know so this is the uh lining kugel's explorer pack and it has a kolsch it has a lager it has a uh porter a vanilla porter and it has this uh Cranberry ginger Ooh. shandy. So basically, I've been I've been drinking the loggers and the colches and the porters, and they're really good. I'm shocked. I guess I always thought of lining Kugels as like the summer shandy beer, and I never had it before. But the uh, the colch is really good. The loggers wow. really good. That's they're all very drinkable. Surprising. They're all about five. They're all about five percent. Uh, the porters like six percent. But I had this, so I'm out of this kind of stuff. But you were having audio problems today so while i waited i decided to crack a cranberry ginger shandy brewed with honey and natural flavors and man it is fucking tasty too i mean if you can get if you can find a lining kugel's explorer 12 pack for seven dollars which is what i got mine for Hmm. i highly recommend it because it's pretty tasty stuff
1: interesting that's what somebody says when they weren't listening
0: so we are the illustrious gentlemen this is episode 160 uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TIG underscore show. All the past episodes are available at anchor.fm slash show or any of the big podcatcher sites like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Support the show at patreon.com slash show or go to tigshow.com and click on the links at the top to find out where to buy some merch. Patreon backers also get cool stuff like advance notice on show topics, the ability to recommend show topics and show drinks, and the ability to watch video casts of the show early and much, much more. Much more. How you doing, Scott?
1: Good. Good.
0: Yeah. Day 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 six. six. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Today's officially one, I guess. This would have been day one of kids back to school.
0: Yeah. Well, Kids ever. aren't going back to school just till ever. August. <laughs> yeah, or ever. I just got a message from my friend in D.C. He has a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and they just canceled his six-year-old school for the rest of the school year. Awesome. And I, my response was, I feel because so, all my all my friends from high school have young children, like young school-age children. I'm like, I feel so yeah. Bad right for now, it's through
1: the tenth officially, but
0: they're not going back but this year.
1: No, no, right now we're all, I'm in the process of shaving their heads into mohawks and we're cutting apart tire treads to make shoulder pads.
0: Excellent. Okay, so uh, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, uh, I'm actually thinking, depending on how this goes, this is a very topical show. We might release this one early, but pardon me, it depends on if I can get to editing it. But either way, uh, this Wednesday, March 25th, uh legion of superheroes number five is out today a couple Mm. pages drawn handful of pages drawn by you scott i'm excited yeah uh i'm gonna pick mine up i'm gonna pick mine up wednesday morning so yeah i'm pumped for it your first kind of your first kind of work in the new uh your your this new uh area of dc work Mm. for you that makes sense did a couple filling pages here then you're jumping on young justice but it's out of the you're out of the bat and superman family for the first time in a long time
1: oh yeah i suppose so
0: yeah and so before we move on one other thing i wanted to mention while i talk about comics uh today's show is gonna kind of focus on the current crisis and how it's affecting our lives but also i want to talk about how it's affecting comics uh, so the main thing you can do if you're a comic book fan is to go to your comic shop, if you can, and pick up everything in your pull list. Create a pull list. So if you normally go in there and browse on Wednesdays and you can't do that now, uh, call your comic book shop. Create a pull list. Tell them what books to pull for you. You can pay over the phone. Most most uh, shops are now accepting payment via PayPal or Venmo. Uh, a lot of stores will bring your order to you curbside so you don't have to go in if you're worried about that. Uh, some stores are even delivering within a certain mile radius of the store so you can look into that but do whatever you can to support any small business at this time And if you're in Arizona I recommend Cab Comics in northern Arizona and Samurai Comics in the Phoenix metro area Uh, they're doing everything they can to help out their customers Uh, they might even ship books so give them a call Cab Comics Samurai Comics figure out how to get your comics it's important to support these I'm small businesses with small margins. I mean, I you know, next to freelancers, comic book shops might be some of the smallest businesses in the country. Hi puppy. So uh, yeah, that's what that's the world we're living in right now. Do whatever you can to support your comics, uh, your comic local comic shop. You can even buy gift certificates now that you can use later in the year. So if you want to just keep them afloat for the next month or so until things calm down, hopefully, fingers crossed, get yourself some gift cards, load up, create a pull box. I have one at my local store. Uh, I can't afford to do everything I want from my local shop to support them however I, but I support them however I can is what I'm trying to say. So do that, support your local stores. It's very important. Scott, you just cracked something. What are you drinking today, my friend?
1: I've got a can from your part of the country. Lumber Yard Brewing Company Hazel Hazy Angel IPA. I wanted to say Angel (laughs) Hazy.
0: Yeah, Angel Falls is uh, it's a thing up here somewhere, so that's why it's called. Yeah, you can
1: you you see the map here on the can.
0: Oh wow, we we can use that.
1: Made for the adventure.
0: We can we can use that can to go hiking.
1: That's right, and remember to always pack it in, pack it out.
0: Yep. Yeah, when society collapses, the only maps left will be on the cans of beers to hiking country,
1: <laughs> or on the backs of young
0: children. Yes. Any uh, any other info on that beer? What it? Uh, they- it's
1: a six-seven ABV. I looked up my Beer Advocate review there. While there are a handful of number reviews, there are zero text reviews.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I have a very local beer myself, and it had no beer advocate reviews at all. Um, all right, so you got a 6.7 IPA, roughly. Uh, do you have a glass for it? What makes it hazy? Is it like a juicy IPA?
1: That's my guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do not have a glass. Okay. I can just, just
0: pour it straight from the can into right. my mouth above my
1: head, and you guys could tell me what color it is.
0: Yeah, you could waterfall it. Okay, so Scott's drinking a Flagstaff, Arizona beer, and I as well am drinking a Flagstaff local beer. So with the current shutdown, bars and restaurants are closed, at least in my county. I think they're closed in your county as well. I could be wrong. So, I think the other, so. the other day, the wife and I just wanted to get out of the house and, and go for a walk, so we decided it'd be fun to go downtown, which is normally this time of year, packed with tourists. Right. I live in a tourist town. And it was like crickets. It was like I am legend out there, but a lot of the a lot of the local breweries and local bars are doing uh, to go orders. So one cool spot was this like kind of college bar that at night turns into like a club. We don't really go there that often, but they had a big sign out front that said fifty cent wings with purchase of a beverage, and then they were selling six packs of domestic six packs for five ninety nine, which is cheaper than like Circle K cheaper than like Walmart and stuff like that. So I got a dozen wings and a six pack of Miller light for like $12 plus tax and tips. So 15 bucks, I got nice. a six pack of beer, dozen wings supported a small business. And then as we were heading out of town, out of downtown, I should say, we decided to go check out one of our favorite breweries, mother road, which doesn't want to be associated with the show at all. I don't blame them. Uh, but they're having the can specials, right? Cause you can't go in there and drink. So everything's on sale. So my wife got a four-pack, and then I bought this can, which would normally probably be, I don't know, $4 can. It was like a $2 can. Um, But, again, I got to support a small local business, Mother Road Brewing, and this is the Pluto Porter. So uh, Mother Road Brewing Company's Pluto Porter celebrates the 90th anniversary of Pluto's discovery on February 18th, 1930 at Lowell Observatory in Mm. Flagstaff, Arizona. So this was brewed in association with uh, Lowell Observatory, uh, uh, in conjunction with the iHeart Pluto Festival.
1: Oh, I love that festival!
0: Hashtag Dwarf Planets Are Planets Too. Uh, so here's a little thing from the iHeart Pluto Festival website: To create Pluto Porter, the experts at Mother Road dreamt up a way to represent a dark, cold, and mysterious planet like Pluto in the form of a beer. The result was a flavorful reimagining of their basic porter recipe that combines deep rich notes of coffee dark chocolate and toffee into one roasty full-bodied taste of course pluto porter is meant to be enjoyed at frosty temperatures like its namesake i will say the only written review on untapped said it's better as it warms up so i don't know who to believe the iheartpluto.org website or stranger danger on Untapped, but either way, I'm gonna pour my Mother Road beer into my Mother Road Imperial pint glass.
1: You can throw coffee stouts and porters into the same bucket as brown ales. Carbage is gross.
0: I, I think I prefer sweeter stouts. The more I think about it, like a vanilla stout or a white chocolate stout or something wow. like that. Uh, and then one of the one of the guys mentioned it's like just it's like a. It's kind of like a Guinness. So if that's what it's going to be, I'll probably be disappointed. But whatever, supporting local businesses—that's what that's what I'm into right now. As long as I can afford to do so, which it doesn't seem like is going to be for much longer. Okay, TikTok segment, real quick. We haven't done this in a while, but I did write down something for last week's show, and I didn't oh. have my I didn't have my notes open last week because last Hit week's me. show was a disaster, even though. Creator Valley McBeal, David Kelly, said it was his favorite episode ever, but I told him he's biased because I talked about him like 10 times in the episode. Uh, anyways, Dave Baker, comic book creator, uh, formerly of Arizona, currently of California, co-hosts a new podcast called Deep Cuts, where they do research and deep dives into geek, nerd, and media kind of topics. Uh, I listened to the first episode. It's really well done and interesting, very well produced, very well researched. Uh, so check that out. But at one point this is how I know our podcast is different than other podcasts. Cause at one no. point Dave's co-host said the phrase, fill that hole. And no one made a joke. What? Like he just said, he just said, we got to fill that hole here. And then they just continued on. And I was so confused as to where Not my
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> so anyways, also uh, Dave Baker sounds exactly like Ron Howard. So if you have a Ron Howard fetish and you want oh to listen to someone talk for an hour and a half, uh,
1: I came across Dave on some YouTube channel recently. Really, I apologize. I don't remember the name of it. Maybe it was also Deep Cuts. I don't know. He was talking about Watchmen.
0: So uh, today's topic is essentially life in the time of coronavirus. It's it's interesting because I think the I think how people perceive it and how this time how we're all accepting this and absorbing this and internalizing this really depends on it's all on circumstance right and like i'm trying to think what else is so dependent on circumstances because my experience for the last week and probably for the next month are going to be completely different than your experiences even though we essentially work in the same industry and all this stuff our lives are so radically different so i guess first i want to talk about our home lives and how it just affects us personally. And then I would like to go into how it affects work and, and the industry kind of, uh, okay. So so I guess, I guess my first question for you, and then I'll answer it as well is, uh, how do you, how do you talk to your kids about this and how are they, how are you managing your kids with this? Like, how are they, how are they dealing with this? so far because again just just for new listeners who maybe haven't listened to a a lot of our previous episodes all of my children are old i have two adult children one of whom i met his adult girlfriend the other day very odd very weird thing like thing to go through is just being introduced to an adult woman who's dating your adult child Uh, and then my youngest child who's almost 17 Drove himself back from like southern Arizona to Flagstaff the other day in like some stranger's car <laughs> by himself. Like it's all very strange. This has nothing to do with coronavirus, but just very strange emotions of. Doesn't it? I'm I'm terrified that one of my children is driving on an interstate and I'm not there to monitor everything they do. Mm. Yeah, um, the giving them the independence that they need and they deserve and they 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 should have to grow into functioning adults is crippling me with even more anxiety in the time of coronavirus uh but so i have older kids my youngest will be 17 in two months you have much younger children so our experiences are going to be radically different right now uh how are your kids dealing with it and then i'll go into my situation
1: well like i mentioned previously today would have been their first day back from spring break um I I don't know. This feels... uh, I guess this is where I get into bad dad talk. Because I had a swearing shouting match with my 12-year-old this morning. After he got up after 10 o'clock on a day when we were trying to get things back to normal. And then fought with me to do normal school things. Like you don't even have to take a shower, you don't have to change out of your pajamas, but you you just go on this app on your phone and you do an hour's worth of math. And so I was told that I was getting the same attitude he would be giving his teacher right now in class at this time.
0: Yeah, except uh, um, you're allowed to lock him in a closet and his teacher's not.
1: Uh, so, at this point... I'm not worried about the virus killing anybody.
0: Right. So, is your did your school then send you guidelines? They want the kids to keep up on this. Or are you trying to do it to keep your kids up on it? Is it like a, is it like a set of guidelines they sent out, or is it something okay? You're so,
1: there's nothing in place yet. So, okay. right. Because I mean, I don't know if it's a federal or is an Arizona law, but once you provide resources. For students officially provide resources, whether that be online classes or just um, uh, something, whatever, something officially from the school district, they have to serve the entire student population. And there's segments of that population that can't do just online stuff. Right. So they need to have those resources in place before they can serve everybody. So we're sort of in this nebulous, yeah, uh, yeah. wacko homeschooling.
0: Yeah, but area. It's, it's self-imposed homeschooling. You just don't want them to think this is a longer spring break. You want them to. That's learn- right. Right.
1: Yeah, spring break is not going to be seven months long. You're not going to be sleeping until two in the afternoon and then spending fourteen hours playing Fortnite. that's not gonna happen
0: yeah uh i I mean
1: it would be easier for me to just let that happen yes but uh, i have to put in the work now so i don't have to put in the work after he's 18 still living at home because he doesn't have you know uh, a college or a high school diploma then you can't read be, you know, beyond a fifth grade level.
0: When my kids were younger, probably about the same age as your kids, then summer break would come along, and my office was in the living room, and their, the TV, the only TV in the house, was in the living room, and it was like, how are we going to spend our days? I used to set up blocks of like learning time in the summers, right. And then my kids would just break down into tears, like, this is summer, this is bullshit. I'd have like sight words, because at that point my youngest was like just learning how to read. So I had a whole wall of just taped up sight words. And then I would ask my older kids to like, write a story using five sight words. And just, (laughs) my wife was like, you're nuts. And uh, my kids would just break down into tears every day. Like I'd buy them the math workbooks, you know, from like the dollar store and shit. And they would just fucking scream and fight. And I imagine it's the same for people now with young kids.
1: Oh, it's pointless. You, you, you. They're all little jokers, you know. You can't reason with them. Right. There's, there, there's nothing. They can't see the value, and, it, Yeah, you can't say to a nine-year-old, "Well, when you're 35, you'll thank me."
0: Well current climate they might never make it that far let's be honest it's true Um, yeah eat them before it's the same like uh i mean my son it's the same thing he's supposed to be going he had spring break last week so he should be going back to school today nothing he came home he stayed the night last night at someone's house which again is like problematic i mean how do you take so you you have children that you can actually kind of if you really bear down and get 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 like dad at them; they might listen a little bit. But I have a seventeen-year-old who's taller than me, so it's like I can't. (laughs) I mean, don't. Let's not. Let's not. Like, you know, I could. I could take him. Oh sure. I'm not worried about that. I got like. I got like fifty pounds on him, maybe eighty pounds. I could put him through a wall or through a door, but I don't want it to come to that. But like, he's still. He's at the age where he wants to go out and hang out with friends, and so it's like. Sure. So like last night he went to someone's house and I said, you know, they don't have, they don't have little kids that live there like babies. He said, no. I said, they don't have any grandparents that live there. He said, no, no one there's sick. No. Okay. So I'm, I'm letting him kind of self quarantine with one or two other people rather than just with me. Okay. But a really good parent and someone who's really a great person would be like, sorry, you have to stay inside. We can only go to the grocery store. We can only go pick up food at the drive-thru, and then we got to come back home. But I just can't. Right, the, right. The right. amount of fight I would have to go through for that and the amount of – it's its more than I have in me. So the best I can do is kind of like just don't hang out with people's grandparents. Wash your hands. Don't hang out with babies. And at the first sign of a cough, get your ass home. yeah
1: that 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 is a different dynamic
0: right I mean, so how do they, you my, uh, so he's not
1: nobody doing, in here can just pick up their keys and walk out the door right and, and so he's not doing any house.
0: school work today uh they haven't implemented anything yet i'm sure at some point like you said there will be some, I, something
1: uh, he did end up doing a little bit
0: oh good yeah. so
1: got maybe a half hour but out that's
0: another him. thing too at at a sophomore in high school for my kid, he's already probably more educated than I ever was. So I don't know how I could even implement. Like, I can't help him do his math. I don't even know what math he's in. I'm the worst it's, parent. Like, yeah, it's, I can't help him with anything. This is a terrible situation. Yeah. The only thing I could do is like, hey, why don't you read Pride and Prejudice? And he'll be like, fuck you. And then he'll go in his room. Yeah,
1: like, I expected it to suck, but I, I wasn't prepared. Like you, I've been home for summer breaks and I've been home for spring breaks Right. and you grant them as much freedom, you know, as, as, as you can bear and as they can handle. And generally things are okay. But, but now not only do I have actual work, but now I'm teacher as well. And it's just, I'm I'm not saying teachers don't get paid enough because they get paid exactly as much as they should for as much as they work.
0: (laughs) 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 That didn't go the way most people thought it was going to go. Okay, so like I said, I'm letting my kid like he spent much of his spring break last week in Mexico. And then I thought, like, that's probably safer than here. There's probably fewer people. In like a resort oh, he came
1: back at a good time, yeah,
0: and it, yeah, he did come back at a great time, uh so anyways, so obviously, I'm having a hard time controlling and making my son treat all this seriously, like he just thinks it's like it's like uh old people flu and shit like that, like it's hard for him to really understand that he could get a young child sick or someone with asthma sick or something like that, so it's hard for me to really like i said we're it's gonna come to a point where I'm just like having him in a full Nelson for like 24 hours a day or something yeah
1: it's a hard thing to explain right even talking to family members yeah uh, talking it's like (sighs) where everything's an overreaction I can't believe that this is happening and that's happening I understand that I I get it (sighs) I don't know it's right I don't know how... I don't know what kind of analogy you can make up. I mean, it's... just, Just because you're not carrying a gun and you're not selling the drugs, but you're transporting them, that's a bad thing, too. Yeah. So even though you're not sick, you could be asymptomatic. You could be a carrier... That is why you need need to avoid contact,
0: yeah, like uh, we had a phone call with a family member, an older family member last week, and uh uh we asked them, my wife asked them like oh, how are you guys doing with all this that's going on and they they texted back what do you what are you talking what do you mean <laughs> like with with everything like and this was after uh, bars in Arizona and Maricopa County and Phoenix were ordered to close, and after like you no, know, we don't leave the house anyway. After shit was uh, coming off the shelves, and they're just like, oh that, like oh it it, it it we're fine, it doesn't whatever. But yeah, they're they're probably people who don't go out a lot anyways, you know, and they're whatever, like they don't socialize the way I like to socialize. Um, but yeah, a lot of people. A lot of uh, people who like to think everything is a lie, and then a lot of people who like to just be, like, contrarian. Like, the dude who has the truck that shoots out the black smoke on purpose. Uh, like, the F-150 yeah. that has the smokestacks of, like, a semi. That is the guy. Yeah, I forget what those guys Yeah, are that called. is the guy who's pissed off because he can't go to, like, TGI Fridays, you know, and, like, have his happy hour special. <laughs> Uh, so uh, right. my next question for you, then, have you implemented any new like rules regarding how they socialize, how they spend their days? Has there been a talk? Is there a lockdown? How do you, how do you talk to your kids about this? Uh, how do you try to get them to understand?
1: Okay, so I, I don't know. The only rule I have is, is nobody in the house. You can't go to anybody else's house. If you're going to play outside with buddies, you can play games that don't involve touching so no wrestling. Uh, it, it, then you're going to get like, oh, we can't play tag or, or we can't play you know, spit on each other or whatever <laughs> they do. It's like, well, tag's fine, I guess. Whatever. I mean, ugh, fuck. They, they, you can't stop this. The alternative is keeping them inside all day. And yeah. they're already doing my head in.
0: Yeah, I mean, the easy thing is I listen to a podcast. The other day, I was talking about this, and one of the hosts had like a three-year-old, and she was going nuts because they're trapped in a house together nonstop. I mean, oh, that my, that oh, would be nuts, but at that. least a three-year-old you can honestly keep in isolation and with, and it's fine. A three-year-old's not going to be like, "I want to go play with my friends." Why can't I go to so and so's house? So I think it actually gets tougher when they get more independent because then you have to like actually. You, you have to be the bad guy who says, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. But I also don't want you on your phone all day or I don't want you to watch TV all day. But you definitely can't go hang out with your friends all day. So it actually gets tougher as they get older because they're more independent. And you got to be more of the bad guy of telling them, like, no, sure. no, no. Like, I, I don't know if it was on the recording of last week's show or if you and I were just shooting the shit. But one of your kids wanted to go to someone's house. And you're like, we probably shouldn't be doing that right now. And then they're like, why, why? And you're, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. We had uh yeah. The the neighbor kid comes over. It's like, Oh, can I come in? No, we're not doing that right now. Everybody needs to practice right. social distancing. Well, I just need to tell, you know, so-and-so something. Can I just come in for a little right. bit and we can play Roblox so, No, You're answering the same question like 12 yeah. times before you get yep. angry. And then everybody starts yelling. It's like, and his mom's a nurse, and somebody at her hospital tested positive. And before that, he was saying, Oh, yeah, my dad has it. So we can't go over to his house. Yo, your dad has it. Did he get tested? Oh, no, but he has the symptoms. He has the symptoms of the illnesses, the, the very common right. illnesses that go around this time of year. Right. Okay. So, so him being one of the 17 in the state of 7 yeah. million, probably yeah, pretty Yeah, his well.
0: dad probably really...
1: But that's exactly why you right. can't come in my house. Not because you're annoying little fuck, yeah. just because
0: of corona. Yeah, his dad probably has a bad case of, like, absentee father. You know, it's like, that's probably his most difficult symptom. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, that's the whole thing is you're trying to explain to your kids, like, it's not safe to do this, it's not safe to do this, and I'm trying to explain to my son... How to take this more seriously, that it's not just it's not about you and it's not about your friends and it's not about, you know, it's about like your grandparents and it's about, uh, you know, again, your your friend with asthma or, you know, whatever, like it's
1: Sure. Yeah, the the more vulnerable population.
0: Right? Like so that's how that's how we that's how we got to think right. about this. It's not about you, it's about the fifth person from you. But we live in a current society that is like fuck everybody that isn't me. So it's like this could not have happened under a worse presidency. I mean, we don't oh, we don't talk politics oh a lot on this show, but the fact that it's happening under this regime because it's not a presidency, it's an authoritarian re- regime. You know, it's, yeah, uh,
1: you would think that this is going to be the thing that does him in. No, it'll be the, come it'll November, be the thing that gets him reelected. No, yeah, no.
0: Forever. It'll, it'll be the thing no. that makes him king of America. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so...
1: he's This guy's more invulnerable than Superman.
0: So, yeah, I mean, the, the the fight in your case, and I guess in mine too, but I don't know if I'm willing to put up the fight, is they can't just sit at home and just watch TV and play video games. They got to try to do something educational to pass Uh, the time but it's a lot easier on us as the parents if you just let them do whatever the fuck they want as long as they stay within the walls of the house uh so how, how are you trying to keep things like normal like i have a note here where i mean my day really doesn't change other than the fact that i can't get like certain things at the grocery store and i'm soon to be wiping my ass with like socks but you know, I try to like keep things as normal. I wake up every day. I make my bed. I put on my Hufflepuff socks, one foot at a time, like I always do. I try to get dressed, sit down at the table, and treat it like I always treat my day. Uh, but right. again, I only have to worry about myself. Like I have a son who feeds himself, dresses himself, does whatever the fuck he wants. Basically, like how are you able to keep things as normal as possible? You mentioned you tried to get your son up at a normal school time this morning. And it wasn't, you weren't able to do it. So is that the hill you're going to, is that the hill yeah, you're going to die? Yeah, I initially die? woke him up at right.
1: nine. He didn't get out until
0: after I mean, is that 10. the hill you're going to die on? Or how do you, how do you think you're going to handle this? <laughs> I, I mean, what choice
1: do I have? I, I have to explain to them all the time that want has got nothing to do with this. That's a you good know. way to put it. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Clint Eastwood at the end of Unforgiven. Or uh, Gene Hackman says he doesn't deserve to die like this. Like, deserves got nothing to do with it.
0: Well, except in that case, he probably did deserve to die like that. He was kind of a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, Little Bill was a yeah.
0: dick. Okay, well, why don't we take our break, and then uh, for our audio or our video viewers, I'm going to run and take a real break, if you know what I mean. Hit the head. Uh, so let's take a break for like 30 seconds and we'll come back and then we'll talk about how this affects our work. Unless you have more family stuff you want to talk about.
1: No, I just get angry.
0: All right. We'll be right back after these very special messages. Yeah. All right. So we're back. And, uh, so my notes on comics, are kind of down to one because I already kind of explained at the beginning of the show how important I think it is to buy your comics, even if you can't go pick them up, pay for them in advance, do whatever you can to. Su-
1: yeah, do it now while you have yes, a job.
0: That's right. Do whatever you can to support these businesses because, like, I I read a tweet the other day that uh some restaurant tour insider, whatever, whatever these people are that that project things, said that like he anticipates up to maybe like 80 or 90% of restaurants that are closing down right now will not reopen like ever. Like unless, unless I it's a chain, that. I mean, how can you afford to just stay yeah. open? And yeah. that's going to do be the same with comic book shops. I mean,
1: it's gonna be the same with, with every, every industry.
0: industry. But as I mentioned earlier in this, in the program, I mean, I'm a small business with one employee. My local comic shop probably has three employees, you know, or like, you know, they're not much a much of a bigger business than I am as far as the impact of people. So I could see that if they don't get the support they need over the next couple months or the next month, 6 weeks, maybe they're not around in 2 months, you know, like so uh my only notes here are two articles on bleeding cool and you could take all whatever bleeding whatever you think about bleeding cool. A lot of their stuff is bullshit, but they're often kind of not totally off base on a lot of stuff they they talk about i mean so they had one article from a couple days ago uh that valiant has already told their creators to stop working on books uh, oh shit and then so i perused the article today and it basically said like our, we're not going to make our editors and our support staff work from home so we're not going to be able to pay you because no one's in the office so just stop working on books Uh, wow. And so I think they're doing that. Oh, awesome. It's raining slash snowing. Uh, so I think they're, I think part of the thing is the the weird thing about it is if publishers put out less books over the next two to three months, that'll mean less books that the comic shop has to buy. So maybe it's helping the comic shop. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in return, it's not helping all their employees and their freelancers and shit like that. Um, So I've been waiting for this mess. I've been waiting for this thing to happen that I just read today. Also on bleeding cool. They reported that diamond is going to stop accepting new shipments of books into their warehouse, which essentially means publishers won't have anywhere to send their books to be distributed, which essentially means they're going to probably put printing and publishing books on hiatus. Which so far, so far, two, yeah, I'm yeah, kind of two, so far two weeks into this, and they're they're talking about how they still want to release things digitally, and all, and maybe they're going to try to do that, but the digital can't support an entire industry. I don't believe. Maybe I just don't know. I'm not educated enough on how well digital books sell, but I find that hard to believe. Um, but this is what I've been expecting, but what I was hoping wouldn't happen. I mean, you and I work for two of the top, let's say three or four publishers in the country.
1: Three, yeah.
0: So I thought maybe it wouldn't affect us as quickly as it might affect some other people. And just like three days ago, I talked to my editor and I said, are we just moving? F- I need to know, like I need to plan. Are we moving forward? Should I, should I anticipate just moving on to the next issue immediately when I finish this issue? He, he said yes, and yeah. that was like two days ago, three days ago. And it was such a sigh of relief for me. And then I see something like this that if, if image can't send their books to their distributor what's the point of publishing what's the point of paying to publish the books I, like i don't know what kind of nut the company has or i guess i, I guess i should the book i work on right cuz everything's an individual entity at at image specifically so i don't know how long the book i work on can support us if we're not printing a book monthly and maybe I'm maybe I'm talking out of right. school. I don't. I'm not involved in those discussions. I don't know what the book makes. I'm just a hired hand. But I, I
1: don't know. I don't know what the solution to something like this is. I, I I don't know what the numbers are. But I, I can you sell a book digitally with a like a. A redemption code or something that you take to your LCS when things clear up and then you can get a physical that, copy. See, that would
0: be genius because that's kind of what uh, they did when they switched to digital. Most books originally had a digital code. You could also get a digital copy. Right. So, yeah. Do that and then the LCS can redeem that with the with diamond or with the publisher for their money. That would be a great idea.
1: Right. Because I mean, I, I assume a large part of readership is just are yes. collectors they are completionists so not being able to put you know detective comics 121 in your long box right. is a big deal
0: yeah but then those same guys are also the guys and women who want to read it every month so that would solve the problem is that's a great idea i'm sure maybe they've thought of that maybe someone's thought about that but that is a great idea buy this digitally use this code when you check out and then we'll you go to your local shop. They'll redeem this code for their money from diamond or whatever. Like that's a really smart way to do it. Cause then you get your monthly book, but then your long box doesn't suffer and your collection doesn't suffer, you know, and you still have, you still have something on your bedside table. Right.
1: And uh, yeah, the, uh, your LCS right. has something to come back to.
0: Yeah. That's a really numbers. smart way to do it. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean, where i live i mean some states i think new york and california have shut down like so the comic shops i can't even be open so they're kind of like restaurants now where they will only they can only do curbside pickup and stuff like that arizona's not like right. that yet i can still go into my local shop even though he offers curbside pickup or delivery or maybe he's not offering it yet but either way i mean if it's just me If it's me and one other person in the store, I don't mind going in the store and picking up my comics like it's a normal Wednesday. Uh, But, yeah, I would hesitate if I showed up there and there were, like, 10 other dudes in there, especially, like, most comic book fans. Sorry, dudes. But if there's 10 of you in any establishment, coronavirus or not, I'm probably not going into that establishment. Like, there's probably a lot of, like – I don't think about, like, uh, 45-year-old comic book fans and hygiene as, like, that's not – the two things that you know that they're not weighed evenly i don't think shout out to comic book fans uh but i guess my point is we're not to that place in our state yet to where we can't go in pick up new books on a wednesday browse and find out what we want so we're in a much better place than like people in california where you can't just browse the new release rack and pick up maybe two or three comics you weren't going to buy that's you know maybe You know, that's maybe like a handful of dollar store would have got that they can't bank on. And now they're only banking on pre-sales and they're only banking on pickups and stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, selfishly, my concern is my next email I get from accounting is going to be all invoices are put on hold until further notice. And so it's like...
1: Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting. Um, I, I guess like the naive part of my brain... Was thinking, oh, um, I guess we've probably got up until the last issue that was solicited an order. Yeah,
0: but that's not always the last issue that was printed Um, because normally you're printing an issue two weeks after the the, after it's done.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, orders are in for whatever for the next.
0: Right. My concern would be we're printing what's currently on our docket, which was what was actually finished within the last two weeks. Everything else is postponed. Uh, but also, I mean, yeah. I mean, talking I about like that. working on slim margins and stuff like that and working to paycheck to paycheck. Most creators are paycheck to paycheck. Most comic book creators. I mean, I know, I know that if I don't get it, if I didn't get a check that I'm expecting in the next, either, either this Friday or next Friday, hopefully this Friday, Jesus, we're already at the end of the month. If I don't get this check, I mean, it's not just going to set me back a week. It's going to set me back a month, if not more, trying to catch up. So far, yeah. we have not gotten any rent relief in Arizona. I don't know about other states, but I haven't gotten anything from my my apartment complex saying rent's not due, you know, in a week and a half. So, like, I'm lucky that I'm still being able to do billable work. As far as I know, I haven't been. I mean, there's a lot of people who just got fired seven days ago you know like yeah i'm blessed in the thing that i in, in the way that i as far as i know i can still bill and i am going to get paid you know a check and a half in the next like 10 days uh that's a luxury most people don't have but am i going to get paid again after april 3rd who knows when i'll get paid again after april 3rd you know um it's terrifying and it's yeah it
1: is this is scary shit yeah
0: because nothing's guaranteed and things are moving so quickly that what you think is guaranteed might not be guaranteed you know like i mean i have friend, i have a lot of friends who are teachers and they're told that even if school shuts down they'll get paid to the end of the year but how how long until that changes to where like no we can't do that like that could just be one email away it could be one day's decision away for a lot of school districts and stuff like that like
1: I guess I, I I'm not worried about that. I mean that budget's set in whether they were gonna be in a classroom Maybe. or not. That money's already there. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I Yeah, this is this, yes. it's fucking frightening. Um, yeah. I mean, I heard Jim Cramer say that the only retailers that are gonna survive are gonna be Amazon, Walmart, and Costco. So. That that's going to be it. So when yeah. when you come back, you're going to have to pledge your allegiance to.
0: Yeah, and the funny thing is that those, those three played the paid the same tax rate I pay. They could probably support the entire country for three months. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right? I mean, I guess I guess for like, if you want to think about it, in the in the if you want to try to be uh, hopeful about it. Luckily, your publisher has a giant corporation behind them that probably has that probably has a, a, enough of a vault somewhere that can sustain this for six months to maybe where things don't just go tits up and everything's ruined. Uh, my publisher, like I said, is just—I mean, if Image publishes 30 books a month, they, they're 30 small businesses. So I'm essentially—I work for a small business. That at any moment could be told by their distributor. Right. There's no money for you now. Like, uh, but I'm still worried about like you and stuff like that because Marvel, DC, they're not the money makers for their parent companies. So at some point, at some point, when does some like no, no. nerd with a fucking notepad and a pencil protector decide that we we don't need these divisions sure. anymore? Yeah. We have these, like you know. So it's like, and I have no skills. I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm working a minimum wage job. If this doesn't work out, I'm yeah. working a minimum wage job.
1: Yeah. I I was just I was thinking just now maybe the next episode should be like, what would our post-apocalyptic skill set be? Like, what would we do? We should have it's a survivalist a, luckily on. Luckily, I
0: have. I have enough weight on me that I could probably last longer than the average person who's going to starve to death. But,
1: oh, I thought you were gonna say well, feed I could. a family if they took of five.
0: Me in, like if I was cold and hungry and shivering, and the door opens like, oh, come in here, we'll take care of you. And then they just want me for like an elk. Yeah, I'll feed them for like three months. I mean, I guess, I guess I feel yeah. pretty good about that. I guess at the end, like I'm, I'm helping these. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting these I'd wear these, Ryan these Cody young children belt. survive to fight on for a future generation. I've had my time. I mean, shit. I got to, I got, I got, I got to win. Like, yeah, I had I got my to shot. Win, like a uh, one one hundred. I blew of an it. Eisner. It's fine. I mean, what more could a young man born in Minnesota ask to ever hope for <laughs> than to win one one hundredth of an Eisner? And I did that. Uh, but yeah, no. If it came down to hunt and kill to survive, I'd be fucking dead. I went to the store the other day and they were out of like, like rice, and I'm like, fuck. Like I'm fucked. I'm fucked. What am I gonna do? I got there's no rice. You know what am I gonna do? <laughs> I even bought like. You just laid down bought, in the middle like, of the, the dry, aisle. The bag of dried beans. You know, and I'm like, well, I'll hold on to these if I absolutely have uh-huh. to. And then I read like how I gotta cook, it, and I'm like, this shit takes like hours. Like, just fuck. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Yeah, and then it gets it, and then it gets into the self. Like, uh, I don't, so I, I'm, I'm, I've always been, and this has never served me well, but I've always been a believer in karma, right? I try to do on a base level. I'm not a good person by any means, but I try to do generally decent things in hopes that, you know, decent things will happen to me in return. So like when I go to the grocery store and there's something on the shelves, but I don't need it, I don't buy it just because I'm worried about, it won't be there. Cause I don't want to be a dick, yeah. right? Like whatever. Like we were at the grocery store the other day and they were they had a a Walmart and they had a lady pushing a cart of like returns and there were like three things of toilet paper in there. So people went over there and they went to buy the toilet paper and my wife grabbed a thing of toilet paper, said thank you. Like I mean, we're not like you're fighting, but she grabbed one of them, and said thank you. And then I said, "Hey, get me one." And the lady's like, "No. You can't really it's one per household." And then and then I and then I said, "Well, we're different households." I mean, we're here together, but we're different households. And the lady like kind of made a face. And I say, you know what? Don't wor- it doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about it. Leave it for somebody else. We're fine. Who cares? It's not worth even the effort I put into it at just this point. I'm over it already. Uh, but I'm hoping that that that'll come back to me in some way, like maybe in a week, all this hoarding will be over and it won't be a problem anymore or whatever. But if the, if this bites if this bites me in the ass, I'm yeah, dying uh, quick okay, because yeah. I can't do shit. I can't grow anything. I can't kill anything. No.
1: Uh, no. Uh, no. All all of those people are wrong. It, what I don't understand any of this. Look, this country is not running out of food. Right. We're, running out we're of not truck running drivers. out of toilet paper. Right. All of that stuff's going to be there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Chill out everybody. I agree. There's a website my buddy turned me on to that you could put in how many rolls of toilet paper you have and how many visits to the toilet per day your family has. And it gives you like a quarantine countdown. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we should be fine. But, I mean, they don't take into account the kind of damage I do in the bathroom. So I've, even if I double it, I'm fine. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't take into account that But I'm not even worried about it because, you know what, right next to my toilet, I think a, a lot of us have a device right next to our toilet. It's called a shower. So, worst case scenario, I run out of toilet paper. I just take like two showers a day. It's, yeah. I I haven't used two two buckets. So, it's like, whatever, man.
1: There's a storm (laughs) drain right.
0: right outside. That should be the least of your concern. You fucking crazy white people buying a bunch of toilet paper. Just calm the fuck down. Although, my son, bless his heart, when he came back from Mexico, brought five rolls of Mexican toilet paper with him. Good man. I mean, might be sandpaper on my butthole, but we'll be fine. Um, yeah, so we're fucked. I mean, we're all fucked if this goes on longer than like a month, and we don't get rent relief. Like, I don't, you know, this.
1: Well, every yeah, everybody's the in the so same boat. They're talking about
0: though. all these like payments to people and shit like that. Why don't we just suspend all rent and mortgage and utility payments? For a month or two, rather than give me cash influx to pay these bills, just suspend these bills. Like just,
1: yeah. My, I suppose I don't know how that works. I I, I guess I, I guess you just have them uh, just, do something. Uh, a, yeah, a or, tax or, credit or right, something. Or prorate or, it. So let's say I you don't, don't pay know pay
0: rent for two months. Prorate that two months of rent over the next year's month, so you increase your rent by, you know. 50 60 bucks for the next like year or two it's like a loan like just but giving me giving me a thousand dollars a month to pay my 1600 hundred dollar a month rent is not the answer
1: no oh no it's gonna be a thousand dollars one time
0: rent comes 12 times a year so the stimulus payment's only going to come once or twice like
1: yeah, I, I, I'm ignorant of all that stuff. I'm ignorant of the business end of the numbers and finance and, and, and po- uh, regulations and all that garbage. What I know is, I don't know, 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So are you, are you prepared to have 80% right. homeless rate? Is that what's going to happen? No. Come on. Just is something is going to happen. I don't know. Um, I don't know. This is, this is craziness. I've never experienced anything like this before. This is crazy,
0: crazy. What happens when this is all over and you owe three months back rent due within 30 days, or you owe, you know, four months of electricity bills due within 12 days or shut off. Like that's just stopping it from happening. Now is not the answer I mean, there's got to be no, there's got to be kind of a forgiveness period or just like just like suck it up. Like you said, like the, these three big corporations are going to be all that's left. Just suck it up. If, if, if we got to take yeah, a loss. Yeah. Everyone yes, should because take a loss. Let's just.
1: Yeah. When when the uh, the mandated closures lift, uh, you're not a lot right. of people aren't going back to a job. So I I don't even know what it's going to be. I I would expect it's yeah, going to be well north that, of fifty percent.
0: When the restaurants that can survive being closed for two months, people aren't going to have the money to go eat your twelve dollar hamburger or your fifteen dollar wings or your seven dollar pints and shit like that. Like, it, it so things aren't just going to bounce back as soon as restaurants reopen. This is going to take years to get to the level of uh I guess like careless spending i guess like going out and dropping 30 to 40 bucks on dinner i mean that's going to take months and maybe even a year to get back to feeling comfortable to do that so i don't know i guess the i guess the only positive i could see coming out of this is a reset of normalcy in in uh inflation maybe maybe when this does start back up a pint of beer is not seven dollars and a hamburger is not twelve dollars and you know maybe we get back to fucking reality, and then you don't have to have a $15 minimum wage because rent's not outrageous and food is not outrageous and shit like that. But I don't think that's going to happen either. I think we're so sucking the dick of the capitalism in this country that this isn't going to teach us a lesson at all. It should. I mean, this whole crisis should be a lesson to everybody, but uh, I don't think it's going to do that. I think we're. Things will fundamentally never be the same. That is correct. And again, how do you explain that to uh how do you explain that to a fourth grader or a 10th grader or a uh, you know, someone who's never had to pay rent or never had to pay bills or never had to, you know, blow a dude on the corner to make dinner. I mean, you know, that's just an example.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it, with this business, you come back. I mean, uh, th- no the economy the market's not gonna be able to support yeah you know 52 books from DC so I, I I'm gonna be one of those guys that's it's uh not gonna be I'm not gonna be one of those guys that gets a chair well when the music stops I, I think I think you're the making number your of books case for that that, come back.
0: I've seen your pages for young justice but uh I'm not here to fluff you up that's someone else's job yeah like I another thing with especially in our industry we're getting paid the rates people were getting paid like 25 years ago our industry does not keep up with inflation so if anything this is giving (laughs) our industry a way to now offer lower rates again the way they were doing like 10 years ago right so i wouldn't be shocked if a year from now i'm getting offers to do freelance work for less than i was getting offers for like five years ago because someone will do it cuz someone lives oh, sure. in an area yeah. where they can afford to do it. Okay, I live in an area where I can't afford to do it. Like our cost of living in Arizona is pretty high. Mine is set, exceptionally high cuz I'm because of personal reasons and stuff like that. So it's like I can't I can't compete with someone in a lower in a in a cheaper market who'll do the same work for cheaper. So it's like this whole thing might have just fundamentally change the way i move my life going forward my best option in six months might be to be like a local truck driver for minimum wage or to work in a warehouse for minimum wage is probably the best financially viable option for me unless this thing ends in a month and everyone bounces back and it's not as bad as they're saying but if it gets as bad as everyone's saying i don't know if anyone comes out of this the same uh That's in a certain tax bracket. That's in my tax bracket.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things I was telling my daughter this morning. I I can't remember something like this in my lifetime. I mean, there was 9-11, but nothing happened. In Phoenix during 9-11 other than I couldn't go to a baseball game for a couple of weeks. I I, I talk about
0: it occasionally that uh, after the recession in 08 I actually I did lose my job but I don't think about it because I was doing comic work on the side so I kind of just transitioned into more comic book work so I never really think that it affected me but I did lose like I I made more at that job than I normally make even now so like 12 years ago I was making more at a day job than I make making comics now but it wasn't like a drastic drop. It wasn't like a 50% drop in income. So I don't really think about it. But I did lose my job in the recession. But it didn't. I mean, I don't have a 401k. I didn't lose my savings. I didn't lose my retirement. It didn't really affect me more than like I, I walked away from a house. But I was getting divorced at the same right. time anyway. So it's like who gives a shit at this point? Like everything was kind of in turmoil for a couple of years. But I didn't, nothing really changed. But this, I think, you can't. If this continues, there's no way to not have things change, I don't think.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, things are. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's once I was thinking, how long can this go on? And things could be sort of the same. And then I thought, oh, well, it's going to be, you know, if we go past the first of the next month where all of the housing money is due.
0: Yeah. It's just going to get real bad not, real I mean, quick. It's not like it's something that's, how are we going to do if this continues to go on? I mean, I think that's how I view it because I'm assuming I haven't, I don't have any other, anything to the contrary. I'm assuming I'm going to get paid on Friday or at the very worst, I'm going to get paid on April 3rd. So I, I'm pretty confident that I can pay my bills for the next 30 days. But fuck, if we talk again in four episodes, episode one sixty four, I can't make that same guarantee. You know, I I can't, I won't be. I mean, I feel like I'm panicking yeah. now. But the only reason I'm not panicking is because I got a deadline. So in my head, I'm doing a lot of work. I'm keeping busy. I'm going to get paid for that work. But I, I guess I don't know if I'm going to get paid for that work. Right? The money, the money's not in my hand. I'm assuming I'm going to get paid for no. the work. No. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 crazy like i mean do you sacrifice this is the this is the way our country's going right now with the gop making decisions do you sacrifice the health of the infirm and the elderly and the young for a stronger economy or do you shut down an economy to save lives but then everyone's kind of like up in the air like it almost makes you want to be a socialist country which i'm all for
1: yeah, uh, it, it's the it's uh, the flatten the curve. Those are going to be the uh, the the uh, uh, the uh, the catchphrases or the you know it, what twenty twenty mm-hmm. is going to be known for is flatten the curve and social distancing. So I, I've seen the graphs where you know you have the high infected rate and you get the herd immunity faster but over the course of those yeah. several months you also have you know a million people die but you right know, things return to normal yeah it's quicker. almost
0: a it's almost a problem with being so uh, i mean the re- we can do this podcast because of an internet we're we i mean if you and i wanted to and, and i mean if we wanted to we could leave a We could leave an app open 24 hours a day and and just work and hang out and whatever, because we live in a society. We live in a world that has that infrastructure. So if a million people die, that's all you're going to hear about. But like 50 years ago, wars and genocide were happening and millions of people died and no one's lives changed because you didn't hear about it. So it's like, you know, this this could not end up being as bad as like, let's say, the Spanish flu or even like a war or something like that. But it's just, it's so present because it's it's always in your feed. Everything is news. Every two seconds is news.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say this. This is something that could have been. Oh sure. Th- this is a situation that's preventable. But I guess war is well, no, too. Could have
0: been preventable. Yeah. You look at other countries. It's not preventable in our country because. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Let's go ahead and bail uh, out. I the... don't know. Yeah. Just air,
1: air, yeah, just everybody stay Wash smart. Wash your hands. Bail
0: out cruise lines. Stay, stay you cool. Know, whatever. Give them financial breaks. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Like the whole idea of just like, the, it's 2020, and when I'm in a store, I hear recorded messages about washing your hands. Like we are such a fucked up planet that we have to educate people on basic hygiene, so they don't get sick.
1: Oh, no, yeah, it, yeah, it, yes, I understand that it's sad, and um, but it's necessary. I mean, it, when I use a public restroom with other people, 25% of the time, maybe people leave without washing their hands.
0: I, the last like 10 years or so, I've become much more accustomed to washing my hands and being more and more cautious, like. When I wake up in the morning, I always wash my hands before I make breakfast because I probably scratch my balls in the middle of the night and it's not fair to my son's eggs if I don't wash my hands or whatever. But I used to not think about – like I used to just wash my hands after I went to the bathroom or before I made dinner, right? I never thought about the other things. But now I'm hyper obsessive about like if I go to the grocery store and I got to touch the fucking keypad to put my pen in, like then I immediately like – Put that finger away until I can get home to wash that hand, you know, like it's Like I went through a drive through the other day. I'm not proud of myself, but I went through a drive through the other day And uh What was it? Oh, I got gas first. So I had to put in my pin at the gas pump So I normally eat my french fries with my right hand while i'm driving But I use my right hand to put in my fucking pin on the thing So it's like I gotta eat with my left hand Yeah, like I had to put my fries like up by the dash so I could eat them with my left hand. It's like I never would have done that before. So if anything comes out of this.
1: Jesus Christ, look at what's happening.
0: It's fucking crazy.
1: You're eating with your left hand.
0: Like six months ago, if I had seen someone pushing a grocery cart with their sleeves over their hands, I would have been like, oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. Like, look how dumb he looks. And that's me now. Like, I'm picking up things. Like, I'm using my fingers like they're tongs, you know? Like, if I barely touch it, it's, like, less germs, you know? Like, it's like I grab it and throw it in my cart and try not to touch it. Uh, It's I'm just, like, right? yeah, I'm so grossed out. The
1: five-second rule has never been more important than it is now.
0: Even the other day when I signed for my wings and my beer at the shop here because I support local businesses because I'm a good person, uh, it wasn't a pen pad, but the guy like pulled his pen be- from behind his ear for me to f- sign my bill. And as soon as I si- as soon as I signed it, I'm like, OK, make a mental note. No. Don't do anything with this hand until you can get home and wash your hands. You know, like don't. And I'm I'm notoriously bad. Like I'm the worst person. I, I bite my nails. I pick my nose. I'm a terrible person. Like my hands are always up here. So it's like I've had to learn like. Just don't do that. Like, don't do anything here. I know I'm a peak physical physical specimen. I'm not going to get sick, but I don't want to get others sick is what I'm saying. Be better. All right. All right, dude. Anything else? I had a note here for digital conventions, but maybe Good we time. can touch on that if this goes another couple of weeks. We could tackle the convention thing because conventions are getting canceled. You've already had one canceled. I guess you've had two if you consider my event. You've had two. You've had two things canceled. I think we're both expecting a third thing to be canceled right. any day now. So maybe we could talk about that in a couple of weeks. We we're already, we're already going long, and I'm in, I'm halfway in the bag, and I'm supposed to color like three pages this afternoon. So, um,
1: yeah, I feel a lot worse than I did when we started.
0: How was your lumberyard hazy angel IPA?
1: I think this is what you wanted an IPA to be. It was easy drinking. It was tasty. uh, It was uh, north of six ABV. I dig it. Um, This is. I've had one other thing previously from Yum Lumberyard, I believe, on the show. Red Rock Raspberry. What do they do? (laughs) They do some red something or other.
0: That's exactly what it is.
1: No, that wasn't it but, but that was not what I had. It was something else. Um, yeah, so it's fine. It's, it's good. Um, in an effort to stay positive during these dark times, I'm going to give it a four because I feel like it.
0: That's the brewery brewery. We went to with Corey the night before. Yeah. So you've definitely had some of their stuff on tap. Um, Okay, what did I have? I had the Mother Road um, Pluto Porter. You know, I will say, I'm kind of done with these, like, just... Like, I, I used to say, like, Porters and Stouts are my jam, maybe. Like, I dig them. I'm kind of over these ones that are just coffee-flavored, and they don't really have... Yeah, yeah, They're just roasted. Welcome. It's just a roasted flavor, but it doesn't have anything else to differentiate it from other ones. Like, it's... So... This was fine. There's nothing wrong with this, but it was only five and a half percent and there was nothing special about it. So I could have got a Guinness that was four point eight percent. That is a classic and there's nothing special about it either. Right? Like there's If you're gonna if you're gonna make something middle of the road and you don't differentiate yourself or make yourself special You're gonna get a goddamn three and this is gonna get a three like it's just nothing special
1: yeah, that's the that's like the worst place to be.
0: I mean, if I'm gonna drink this, I if I'm gonna drink a porter that doesn't blow my socks off, I want it to be an imperial porter and have that motherfucker be eight or nine percent. Don't give me this five and a half percent bullshit. You know, give me an imperial. So whatever, because I'm drinking this right now. I finished that. You know, if you can't tell. I'm drinking other stuff now. This is that 6%. This is that kugel Sundrift Vanilla Porter. It's got the vanilla flavor to it. It's not just coffee and toffee. You got a vanilla sweetness to it. This is far superior. Um, I think I'm becoming a liney man. A, a liney man? Liney man. Kugel bro. Kugel bro. I'm going to be a Kugel bro after this. Kugel bro. Kugel bro. Because I like everything. I like all their beers I had in that in that four pack or that 12 pack four different beers 12 pack, you know, math. All right, dude. Anything else? No. Nah. I got to go wash my hands <laughs> of this whole affair. 160 in. We'll survive. We'll sure. s- it'll be you and me podcasting in the apocalypse. To even fewer <laughs> listeners. I'll play it for my dog that I adopt. Like, can you believe what Scott said? And then my dog will look at me like, Scott's been dead for six years. Like, not my Scott.
1: We'll do it live for the tribal. They eat the weakest
0: among us. That's right. That's right. It would be like the people who can, like, uh, find a transistor radio and they can get a transmission, you know, once a month. Maybe they'll find our show as we broadcast it on a loop. Uh, Keep fighting, everybody. (laughs) Stay safe. Protect the children.
1: (laughs) Also, Stuart
0: Eminent is awesome. Stuart Eamonen is the best of us. He's he's practicing social. Yeah, I'm sure he's practicing social distancing somewhere in there in Canada. Drawing a great book, by the way. If you haven't been reading uh, Joe Hill and Stuart's uh, Plunge book from uh, Hill, House, Hill House Comics, imprint of DC Comics, it's great. Stuart's inking himself, inking himself. It's a great horror book. It's I mean, it's it's wonderful. So uh, Plunge, shout out to that whole team. Uh, I think Dave Stewart's on Colors. So, yeah, best possible team there. Okay, I'm rambling. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Buttercup. Do what you do.
1: All right, wash your hands, Scott.
0: Wash your hands at digshow.com.